Good afternoon. Welcome to Screen Cleaning. My name is Jeff Simpson. And I'm Cole Wissinger. And we are here each and every week to give you the very best in entertainment. One of the ways that we do that is we shine a spotlight on movies that you may not be aware of. We do that later on in the show. But uh, instead of focusing on all the gossip and all the the tragedy in the entertainment news, we like to focus on what's positive in the news, right, Cole? Because there's just so much that is good that's always happening as well, so we try to focus on that. Yeah. So we should say that, uh, even though we say that, we we probably ought to mention a couple of sad pieces of news. Well, can I start with the good then? The good is sure. that we might actually be getting new mutants on the big screen. Finally, after after uh, years, not months, not days, but years of bad news around the movie New Mutants, which is an extension of the X-Men thing that was devised before the 20th Century Fox Disney merger was even thought up. It might actually be happening. And we got another poster for it. We got another trailer for it. They are they're doubling down this April. New Mutants is coming out. I'm staying positive. I'm focusing on the good like we do. Cole, I'm pretty sure the filmmakers of this movie have retired by now. It's been a while. They've they've aged out of the business, Cole. Um, you know what I thought of when you told me this? I thought of the song uh well, I think it would be appropriate if there was a song called Once, Twice, Three Times a Maybe. Because <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, this is kind of what the third go around that they're trying to get this movie made. But I'm happy for you, Cole, because I know that you're really looking forward to this movie, as are a lot of people. Filming, and, uh, just just to recap, filming sure. of this took place in the summer of 2017. Okay. I remember watching Thor Ragnarok in 2017 <laughs> or 2018, getting wow. a trailer for this movie. And then it was delayed, and then it was delayed. And then they said they were going to do reshoots in 2018, and then it was delayed, and then it was delayed. And now we've said that we've just, like, scrapped all the reshoots and we're going back to what we originally had. And now here in 2020, we might be getting it. And well, there's just so much more. I, I plan when – as we get closer to it, I, I can, like, kind of update you on what the new mutants are because this is, like, the X-Men movie that I have been waiting for. Mm. With bated breath, not a, not another Dark Phoenix, not another just what this the is superhero a superhero horror. Different, yeah, it's superhero horror. Going to be PG thirteen. Got a ton of like some of my favorite actors. Anya Taylor Joy has been a bunch of horror. It's got the kid from Stranger Things as Cannonball. Will Guthrie. Yeah. Um, so I mean, good. we like to stay positive. So all of these reshoots and delays can actually only be good news. Yes. Because we're talking about it. That is what I'm right? going to say. Okay. All right. So what else is going on, Cole? Well, okay. So now we can focus on the bad. And it's more of, you know, sometimes people describe funerals as like a celebration of their life. And I think that's how we would like to look at the the final passing of movie pass. Uh, yeah. A, a service that we enjoyed so much while it was with us, but its, it's death was prolonged and now here – in January of 2020, the parent company of MoviePass has finally officially gone bankrupt. It is no more. But, Jeff, we'll always have MoviePass. We will. Uh, we will always have MoviePass. And it's it's so funny that I when I saw that piece of news, it just seemed like a distant dream. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, it was great while it lasted. But now it just doesn't even seem real anymore. There, I mean... 
I think movie theaters are finally starting to. One thing that I will say that it did is it disrupted the movie going experience, right? Absolutely. And it really forced these movie theater chains into providing these membership options. And I'm I'm not convinced that would have happened had it not been for MoviePass. So now you have, you know, like the Mega Megaplex theater chain has a membership where you can get two tickets for $15 a month. Cinemark is a huge chain that you pay 9 bucks a month and you get a free where well, you get a ticket every month. So <laughs> pay $9 get something for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way that's the way it's worded anyway. That's the the world we live in. Uh, I know that Regal is doing a $20 a month option. AMC is doing a $20 a month option. Those ones you actually can go, I think with Regal, you can go every day. And with AMC, you can go 12 times a month, which I don't know anybody that has seen that many movies in one month. I don't even think I've come close, Cole. Well, I know that here in January, I have seen a total of zero new releases. (laughs) I've seen one. I've seen one, and I saw it in the theaters, even though the very next week it was on Amazon Prime. Right. So, yeah, and that was Troop Zero. If you want to hear our review of Troop Zero, you can look it up in our archive. You can download the podcast. That is a movie that you certainly want to check out because it's rated PG. You can watch it from home, which in January is probably what you're going to be doing uh, anyway, because just as Cole said, there's not a lot of options. I think I'm extra bitter towards the month of January because I am a fan of horror movies, and it seems like more than the other genres. This is where it's really a dumping ground. Earlier on, we had a grudge reboot slash extension slash another American thing that received an F cinema score. And at the time I described just how rare that is because cinema score just asks everyone that walked out of the theaters, hey, do you like the movie? And most people, even movies that like hover around 50% on Rotten Tomatoes get B cinema scores or A minus cinema scores because people are just like, yeah, sure. I liked it. Cole, but let's focus on the positive the, here. The, but the the grudge got an F? The turning <laughs> just last week got another F. The Whoa. turn of the screw remake with Finn Wolfhard and was supposed to be, you know, grand gothic horror again. But for somebody like you that loves horror so much, it should really be like the pizza mentality, right? It doesn't matter if the pizza that you're currently eating is the greatest in the world. What's important is that it's pizza, Cole, right? Look, I love Little Caesars and I love (laughs) 1970s slashers that are kind of goofy. But there's a difference between a goofy horror that doesn't take itself too seriously and some of these just bad movies we've gotten recently. But now you've got so many options. I mean, there's another one coming out this weekend called Gretel and Hansel, which I didn't see. Did you see, Cole? No. Not yet. So <laughs> take that <Not> little, ever. <laughs> take that little Caesar's pizza with you as you go see it and you can report back to us on how good it was. And listen, it that makes me <laughs> makes me think of a Simpsons quote where uh Homer picks up a coupon that says Tony's Pizza, buy one, get one free. And he's like, hmm. And Lisa says, Dad, Tony's has terrible pizza. Yeah, but there's two. But there's two. <laughs> and there's also Bart that walks by that sees like a hundred tacos. Huh. All of a sudden I want a hundred tacos. I could sure go for a hundred tacos <laughs> exactly. right about now. 
Yeah. You're and starting to get more of your Simpsons references, Jeffrey. There's more, Cole. There's more coming out because just on the horizon, there's Fantasy Island, which if you've seen the trailer, it's it's interesting how they take this uh, Fantasy Island television show and turn it into a horror movie. From the people that brought you Truth or Dare by Blumhouse, one right. of their few missteps a few years ago. But, you know, wasn't Fantasy Island, wasn't it kind of... Like a fanciful show? Yeah, there was nothing horror about it. Interesting. At all. That's a that's an interesting twist on the genre, Cole. Uh-huh. All right. Well, what else are we talking about here today? We are getting close to this awards season. Just last weekend, we had the Grammys. Awards are abundant right now. And next week on our program, Jeff, myself, and our special guest and sometimes contributor Rod Gustafson will be around to give out our own Oscars. I think last year we called it the Screeny Awards. This yes. is the second annual Screenies. Complete with at least a few jokes since, once again, the Oscars will be hostless. So, uh, yeah, Cole, I Jeff will be giving us that monologue that we so pine for. Thank you. I really appreciate that, and I felt the genuineness as you uttered those words. I do. I looked forward to this. (laughs) Last year, you kind of gave me a sneak preview at the jokes. You've told me one so far. Um, They'll be spicy. I think you were were impressed with it. I laughed out loud. Wow. That is what I, I aim to please, Cole. Jeff, I live to give. Jeff's a comedian, but there there is Oscar news as there is as we kind of lead up to this. It's Sundance season, and uh, before we leave you today, I'm going to just send a little love letter out to the, the smaller films before we go. But at Sundance, you get a lot of media going around, and someone asked Carrie Mulligan, who's up there promoting one of her new movies, if she th- what, what her thoughts are on the Oscars, and they kind of turned to a proposal that I think has some merit that – Oscar voters should prove that they've actually seen the movies that they're voting for. I think that's fair. Jeff, in our screenies, will you have seen the movies that you are voting for? I will. uh, Oh, that I'm voting for? Yes. Uh, Well, yes. Good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You got a week. Now, wait a minute. You're you're asking me just to I don't want to ask a clarifying question. You're asking me if I will have seen every film that was nominated for any Oscar. I'm not. Okay. So uh, and this is the tough thing. But I I am asking you if you will have seen the movies that you are specifically nominating for our screenings. Absolutely. Exactly. And that doesn't seem like too hard of a, a question. And the problem is there are hundreds of movies that come out during the course of a year and someone is campaigning for Oscars around one of them. Right. About around a sure. hundred different movies. And the people that vote for the Oscars are working professionals in the industry. You and I, our job is just to watch movies to some extent. Like we review them here on the program. We have right. other things that we do. But if you're a working professional in the industry, you – I understand if you do not have time to have seen every single close-to-be-nominated movie. But then shouldn't you probably recuse yourself from voting if you've only seen five movies? I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's you I think you you zeroed in on something that kind of throws a wrench in the whole process anyway. It's tough. And that is campaigning, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to campaign for an Oscar. 
but I don't want to get on a soapbox or anything. I just say that maybe there are other things to consider there. If in the end it's a popularity contest anyway, then probably doesn't matter if everybody's seen all the films. But anyway, we digress. I think this does lead into the integrity that we will bring to the screenies this year. Um, I've received no shiny watches or cash considerations for that that could possibly sway my vote in one direction or the other. When I say which movie I think should be best picture, it's because I think it should be best picture and not because of any for your consideration. All right, Cole. Well, it's a new year. I mean, you mentioned that during the new year or the, the first couple months of the new year, there's, there aren't very many options at the movie theaters, right, Cole? And this is also a time when people decide that, you know what, I'm going to make some changes in my life, right? And they're called New Year's resolutions. But we got to thinking, you know, plenty of people make New Year's resolutions to make more money or to lose weight or I'm going to travel more. But how many people make New Year's resolutions that have to do with our movie viewing habits? And so Cole and I racked our brains and we, we've we come up with some that we're super excited about and we might just follow through with this year. That's coming up next here on Screen Cleaning. It's important we find out your power so we can help you get better. I saw something. I don't think she wanted me to see. Oh, Cole, this song gets me going. I... I think you had a different experience that I had growing up, but when I was growing up, these movies on TV, it was the greatest thing. Every time I discovered Rocky III, especially on TV, with Mr. T, I pity the fool, and uh, Hulk Hogan, Thunderlips in the flesh, baby. It It was like finding candy or money on the street. I look for excuses to bring up Rocky just so I can hear your Hulk Hogan impression. Oh, thank you. Well, welcome back to Screen Cleaning. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions, but how are they going to get tied into the movies, Cole? That's what I want to know. Jeff, we're a little late, aren't we? This is the last week in January. I was too busy uh, getting rid of the other New Year's resolutions that I couldn't keep. So I'm trying to establish some ones that... We know that we watch movies, but these resolutions might change the way that we watch movies, Cole. And I, I, what I, the reason I wanted to talk about Rocky here really quick, not only were these the greatest films ever when I was growing up. And now. And now, but this is a common theme that we see in New Year's resolutions, right? I'm going to lose weight. A lot of people, will they'll throw that Rocky soundtrack onto their iPhone, and that's what's going to make the difference for them, Cole, right? I can't tell you how many times I've had that mentality of, okay, this time I'm going to throw that song on there, I'm going to start running around the track, and this time it's going to be different, Cole, and about three times around the track, you lose the eye of the tiger. I lose the eye of the tiger, and uh, I forget very quickly that that was ever a resolution to lose <laughs> weight. Now, oddly enough, I actually have lost a bit of weight, not because I'm trying to brag or anything, but and certainly not due to any exercise on my part, <laughs> 
But I've actually made some changes in the way that I eat. Now, the reason I bring that up is again not to brag, but although you could, I, well, thank you.、Um, I bring that up because that is something that is challenging for me when I am watching a movie. I can keep things in check and I can go without certain foods.、Um, however, there are some things that I just can't give up at the movies. For me. Going to the movies is an experience, and about eighty percent of that experience <laughs> is the food. Cole, most of the time when I go to the movies, I'm more excited about eating the food than I am watching the movie. And there's just something psychological that I've done to myself. I think it's been it was ingrained in me from a very early age. We never went to the movies without getting a popcorn, and part of the experience was. Getting that large popcorn with the free refill, and before the movie even started, it would be distributed among several other containers so that we could just get right back in line and get that free refill, so we could watch the movie with a big tub of popcorn, undisturbed, without having to get up in the middle and miss any of the important plot elements. So yeah, that's very difficult for me, and、uh, the, I, I have a resolution around that that I want to talk about. But let's talk about the, the basic structure of these re- resolutions, Cole, that we're going to be making here on the show today. Yeah, re- resolutions should be resolving to improve some factor, right, in, in your life, whether it's your relationships or your own personal image or, or whatever you're trying to. Make better. That should be a resolution, and so tying the grand idea of being better into movies can be tough. But I think we did it for at least a few of them. Yeah. Okay. So in my house, Friday night, Cole, we have something called family movie night, right?、And、we had a similar thing myself. The kids look forward to it each and every week. They want me to to make my homemade popcorn. And I will sit down and watch just about anything if it means my wife、uh, makes her、uh, copycat Pizza Hut pizza, which I love so very much. And, and I can confirm is also very very good. Yes, that fluffy crust—that's the important thing, folks. Again, at home or at the movies, I can watch just about anything under the right food circumstances, right? And the problem is, I've started noticing that my kids are complaining. And again, that's not new or unique, but <laughs> to anybody really, to any kid. But、uh, the thing is, I think they're right, and their complaint was, "Dad, you always choose the movie. We want to choose the movie now." So if you'd be the- willing to watch anything with the right kind of food, <laughs> I, I guess I guess I'm not all the time, you know. And part of that isn't because okay. I, I'm certainly willing to sit down and watch a movie that my kids have seen a hundred times already. Right?、I'm、certainly willing to do that for my kids.、Mm-hmm. And there's not—it's not like there's a ton of interaction during the movie anyway. But my kids don't see very much of me these days, and I think it's just important for for them that I'm just there sitting down watching something with them. Right? But for me, having seen so many movies. Having been introduced to a lot of classics throughout my life, and especially at a very early age, I'm very grateful that I had those experiences at an early age, where you know I discovered the Goonies and I discovered Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So I feel like I'm a pretty good authority as to what 
my kids would like if they would just give it a chance, right? Yeah, Cole? sometimes they need to broaden their horizons. I have little cousins, and they love the movie RV with Robin Williams, uh, okay. which <laughs> I don't love, but they do, and that's fine. People have different movie tastes. They also love these new Jumanjis that have come out, and so when I told them that there was actually an old Jumanji with Robin Williams himself – they complained. They said, that's an old movie. It's it's from before we were born. They made me feel really, really old, even though I still fancy myself a young person. Uh, and I said, no, 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 no. Sit down. You are going to enjoy it. It's fine. And I finally got them to sit and watch Jumanji, and now they love it. See, we're, we're, we're performing a service here, Cole. Um, now, as far as my wife is concerned... We don't have a scheduled, okay, when the, it's just the two of us, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch a movie once a week. That doesn't happen. So I say this, I, I know that my wife has a similar complaint. Whenever we do watch a movie, I'm usually the one choosing it. Now, to be fair to me, because I think we should be fair to me, Cole. Okay. Um, if I don't suggest a movie, we really just don't watch movies, right? So part of it is, yeah, of course I'm going to recommend the movie because we won't watch a movie if I don't say, let's sit down and watch a movie, right? At some point, someone's got to decide where we're going to eat, what we're going to watch, what's going to happen. Right. However, maybe it's time for me to stop worrying so much about, I. every time I sit down and watch a movie, I have to watch something that either I'm a, trying to pass off to the next generation, or B, have never seen, maybe it's time for me to forget about all that and just try to focus on making my family happy. Imagine. So here is my first and biggest New Year's resolution. This is a big one, Cole, and I'm going to make sure that my wife and kids listen to this so that they know and that they can hold me accountable. I am going to resolve... To whenever I'm watching a movie with my wife, I'm going to give her carte blanche. Whenever I'm sitting down Friday night with the kids for family movie night, I am going to let my wife and my kids choose, and I will accept whatever they decide. And this is for Whoa. a whole year? For the is entire the 2020 year. 2020 resolution. For 2020. That's huge. This is big. If I mean, knowing what you know about me and what I've just described to you, you know that this is kind of earth-shattering for me. Not earth-shattering, but it's um, it's big, Cole. Yeah. It's big. I'm proud of you. Okay. I was inspired, as a matter of fact, by the concept of your resolution to think about my own movie-watching habits and who I watch movies with and how I choose the movies I'm going to watch. I am a busy person, right? I, I have a few different things that I do. I have a lot of recreational pursuits. I hang out with a lot of different people. And But, but when I watch a movie, uh, it has seemed of late to be more of a job for me. I've tried to, you know, make sure – something that you brought up there, make sure I've seen some – I'm watching something I haven't seen before, right? If I'm yeah. going to sit down and invest the hour and a half, two hours, I want to make sure – I'm adding to my giant movie catalog and not just watching something. But my resolution for 2020 is to watch more movies with people. Whoa, Cole. This is big. I mean, because when I talked about my resolution, 
I pretty much only watch movies with people, but you're saying you don't really watch movies with people. I don't. Most of the time, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I'm doing it for my own kind of counting on a list purposes, whereas I've kind of lost over the past couple of years, I've noticed when I watch movies, I've lost a little bit of that enjoyment, and I don't rewatch movies enough. Sometimes when I'm over at a friend's house and they'll suggest we watch even a movie I really, really like... If I've seen it before, I, on multiple occasions, I've left, gone home, and just gone to watch something I haven't just because I'm so concerned with seeing as many movies as humanly possible. <laughs> Whereas this year in 2020, I am going to let myself just remember why I enjoyed movies in the first place and go back and rewatch a ton with people that I like and just enjoy talking about them while it's on in the living room and, and making fun of things and just enjoying people more than – the act of watching the movie. I think this is going to be good for both of us, Cole, because what I can say about my resolution is that, yeah, I if you, I feel like growing up, I would watch the same movies over and over and over and over again, and I loved it. But now, yeah, I feel like rarely will I watch the same movie twice. And so it's. I think it's going to be good for me to not have so much pressure on me but then also, I think you bring up the social aspect of watching movies, too, which I, I think is something I've taken for granted. Because there are a lot of movies that I'm I'm really eager to watch again, but with other people that haven't seen it before. Because in those types of movies, movies like Psycho, where you, you, know, you want to see if they're going to jump at all the right places, or Groundhog Day. I mean, it's harder to find those people that have not seen Groundhog Day these days. Find but, a young person. Right. But the thing is, it's in a way, it's the closest you can get to recapturing what you went through when you first saw it. So I, my hat is off to you. And I do love movies. As I was kind of, you know, we've crossed over into a new decade. And as I was kind of curating a list of my favorites of last decade, I realized for 10 years, I've been kind of in this mode of just watch as many and as different movies as possible. Because a lot of the movies I consider my favorites, I've only seen the one time. And so I kind of started this around December of last year where I went and revisited movies that I loved. And guess what? I still love them. Like, it's still fun to watch good movies. And I have a lot better of a time watching those than maybe a bad movie I haven't seen before. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Just to recap, my first resolution is to let my wife and kids choose the movie for the entire year. And Mm -hmm. Cole... My resolution is to watch more movies with people. Okay. We talked a little bit about exercising. We talked a little bit about my struggles to to lose weight, which is a, a reality for so many people. And to be honest with you, movie watching and our eating habits while we're watching movies, that's kind of a huge culprit, right, Cole? You, you hear so many people say you shouldn't – eat food while you're watching movies, right? And maybe a healthier alternative then for me would be to, especially since I know I I have so limited time to watch movies these days, it seems, and yet I also have limited time to exercise, but and it's something that's a struggle for me. So I've decided that if I'm going to watch something on my own, I'm going to be exercising while I'm doing it. Big goal. This is huge, Cole, because 
it's it's difficult for me to exercise, right? But now that I've kind of got the food part of my habits under control a little bit, if I could just add the exercise, I would really have something cooking here, Cole. That's smart. And, and so think scientifically about why you're not supposed to eat while you watch movies, right? And I think of my own habits. A movie is an hour and a half or two hours long, and generally – if I start eating at the beginning of the movie, I find things to eat for the duration of the Absolutely. movie. Like I just keep snacking and keep snacking. Also, if I had to pick a time of the day when I watch movies the most, it would be almost exclusively after 7 p.m. when you are not supposed to be eating anymore. The worst time to be binging food while you're binging television shows. So these right? are good healthy goals as well. Right. And again – I think this is the piece of the puzzle that is missing. I know I'm going to watch movies. I don't know that I'm going to exercise. So if I could combine the two, two birds, one stone, uh, I, I would, uh, I'd be like the $6 million man, Cole. I look forward to it. My, in, in my own life, my mom uh, demonstrated and was an example to me of these good habits from a very young age. She, We have a treadmill in our house and we have as long as I can remember. And she treadmilled every day and she would often be listening to audiobooks or watching television while she did it. It was a reinforcing thing and it made the time go faster. And so now even I, when I go to the gym, I will normally download something on Netflix or have a podcast ready or be listening to or watching something while I work out makes it easier. Yeah. All right. So or listen to the Rocky soundtrack. of course. (laughs) What is maybe that's what I had to do, Cole. I'll watch Rocky while on the treadmill. You got, what, five, six, seven, eight of them now? Oh, my goodness. I think you did the math correctly. Okay. All right, Cole, what is your second New Year's resolution? Halfway through this year, I, I was looking back at our episodes, and I did a panning for good where I talked about documentary features of 2018, right? So we're in 2020 now, halfway through 2019. I talked about how much I love documentaries in 2018, and I said on this program Jeff, I vow to watch more documentaries. Right. 2019 concluded, and I did not watch a single more documentary. Cole. And I think, I think I got away with it because you forgot and I wasn't holding myself accountable to something. Right. right? So here, standing and, and as part of our New Year's resolutions, my big goal is to watch all of the Oscar-nominated movies for 2020. Whoa. Now, I already do this for the dramatic features, Um, you know, getting ready for Best Picture, all the different actor and actress races and whatnot. But when you throw in the documentary features and the foreign features, which a lot of times I try to shy away from, that's where growth comes, I think, for me as a movie watcher. I'm very, very familiar with the, you know, the Jokers, the Ford v. Ferraris and and the 1917s and the ones that are coming out. And I love watching those. But I think my movie tastes would be able to grow and I'd be able to grow as a person if I expanded my movie watching views. I, I already love watching movies. So this seems like a natural step. Well, Cole, I'd have to do the math on this, but uh, there were fifty man. this year. There were fifty-three different movies, fifty-three that were nominated. And if I look at my list of movies I've watched this year, I've seen over seventy, and a lot of them are Oscar nominated. I'd only be adding. I, I did the math. I'd only be adding, you know, the five documentaries and the five 
foreign features basically i've i've seen i naturally do watch everything else that's where i want to grow and take the time to watch the shorts and things like that and Whoa. see why the academy this group of people in the industry that i love so much revere these things and nominated them for awards all right cole well i've got one more resolution so picture me if you will i can see you in a dark movie theater. Okay. Fully reclined, sitting next to my wife, who is repulsed by me <laughs> because in my lap is a gigantic bucket of buttered popcorn. And kind of up your shirt are the kernels and, and other popcorns that have not quite reached your mouth. Oh, I thought you were going to say all the candy that I snuck and in. candy. Um, that's <laughs> some chocolate smudges. We might have some and... <laughs> more stories to talk about on that on the show today about that. But uh, yeah, in 2020, I'm not going to eat popcorn at the movies. Whoa! Do you believe me, Cole? No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> but I will support you in your efforts. Okay, even you... after you fail, even after I fail, you heard it here first. On screen cleaning, no buttered popcorn in the movie theaters. So does that include or exclude then just plain old normal popcorn? At that point, you might as well be eating styrofoam, Cole. So you're not tempted by just popcorn It's really the butter. The butter. Right. Like if it were maybe socially acceptable, I could just, you know, instead of filling up a cup full of soda – well, I don't even want to finish that <laughs> sentence because I don't want to make anybody lose their lunch that's listening – or lose their popcorn. Yes. I, I like to imagine people <laughs> eat popcorn while they, while they listen to us. I hope they do, Cole. And Buttered popcorn, can, of course. You know, I didn't say that I couldn't eat any popcorn during the recordings of screen cleaning. That's true. Maybe that's how I'll get my popcorn fixed. You, can you also – you can eat popcorn at your own home. Is I only okay? said at the movie theater, Exactly. Cole. Yeah. All that's right. That's okay. You got to create a realistic goal. I still – I I believe in you for your first two goals. I'm not sure if I do for this last one, but I've got a reaching goal of my own okay. that I'm not sure if, if I'm going to be able to accomplish either. But you only find yourself at, at the reaches of something, something. I, I listen to a self-help podcast at least once when I'm at the gym. So I Hopefully you'll, you'll that wasn't that. the mantra, something, uh, something, 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 because they need something a little more specific. My goal is to finish The Simpsons in 2020. Whoa. I have the tools and I have the technology. Disney Plus came out in November of last year. And since it came out, I have sat down and watched the first six and a half seasons. I've been really excited. And this is my first watch through of any of The Simpsons in my whole life. And I have really, really enjoyed it so far. The part where I realized that this might be too unattainable of a goal is that there are 30 some odd seasons of it to get through. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that the people that know these things, and you included, I've heard on this show, say that somewhere around season 10 is where the quality kind of starts to to peter off. I, I would certainly agree with that. But can I point out your third and perhaps biggest fatal flaw in this plan, Cole? What would that be? Um, well, you want to watch every episode of The Simpsons in 2020, right? Uh, well, there okay. Are, so before... There are forthcoming seasons, Cole. <laughs> yeah. And those will be on Hulu. You can see, like, as they air, really? they show up on Hulu. I still have no idea how many more seasons there will be. 
But as long as people keep watching it, and more importantly, as long as people keep buying the merchandise, the show will go on, as Celine Dion once said in Titanic. My goal is simply to just be caught up with The Simpsons by the end of 2020, I guess. Okay. Well, Cole, uh, my hat is off to you. Uh, that sounds like a lot of movies and TV shows to get through, Cole. A I mean, lot. I, even if – so they do about 20 episodes a season. If I have 20 more – wow. Actually, that is a lot. Have we, Has it – have I you thought, have I you thought you I was averaging this? somewhere around like one or two episodes a day. I generally watch an episode of The Simpsons just before I go to bed or while I'm doing my nightly routine, do some skincare, you know, whatever, but before you go to bed, right? And it's just on there and it's an easy 22 minutes and then I lay down and I finish it and then I turn my laptop off and I go to bed. Uh, um, but even if I only average one episode a day, that is not going to get me close. Well, Cole, have you so I haven't done the math. Have on you this. broken have you broken this resolution already? I mean, I'm gonna try. Mathematically speaking, you should be watching an episode of The Simpsons right, right now. Right now, uh, yeah, we'll oh. see. Usually, I'll you tell know, you how far I get. We make predictions and resolutions on the show, and uh, you know, usually we don't break them in the same recording, though, Cole. Maybe I will add to my nightly episode of The Simpsons a lunchtime episode of The Simpsons while I'm eating. You know, nobody said that you couldn't watch multiple episodes at the same time across multiple devices. That's also a (laughs) possibility, I guess. Right. Uh, It's a great way to scramble your brain, too. One on the phone, one on the laptop. Okay, Cole. So when we come back, we're going to have a little more fun with these resolutions, and we're going to share some of the stories that maybe led to some of these resolutions, because especially when it comes to food— I have a uh, an interesting past with food being brought into the movie theaters. And, uh, yeah, we want to talk about those when we come back. This is Screen Cleaning. 15, 10% off carpet cleaning. 10, two pizzas for the price of one at Doughy's. Doughy's has terrible pizza. Yeah, but there's two. Ah, I've never had blood sausage, but uh, this song always makes me hungry, Cole. I have had mustard. Oh, okay. That counts. Um, All right. So we're talking here on Screen Cleaning today. Welcome back, first of all. We're talking New Year's resolutions at the movies, right? And I made a pretty bold one... Cole and you didn't you couldn't even take me seriously when I when the words came out of my mouth any resolution about buttered popcorn and you I just I naturally doubt yeah Sorry. so no buttered popcorn at the or no popcorn at the movie theater anymore in this year and Cole good luck you're not a believer unlike the monkeys right <laughs> correct wait was it the monkeys that did I'm a believer yeah, I was a believer if I tried okay written by Neil Diamond. Uh, and unfortunately, I do have to leave the buttered popcorn, um, but it's going to take a lot of trying, Cole. Um, I'm here to support you. It made me think about a lot of my food and eating habits when it comes to the movies, right? So, and it should be noted, too, that my eating habits are different at home. Not the habits themselves, but the types of foods that I like to eat at home watching movies 
are different from the types of food that I like to eat at the movie theater, right? Okay. The movie theater, it's all about, we already talked about my experience with the buttered popcorn and distributing it before the movie starts so that you can get your free refill right off the bat. But it's more than just that. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to share with you some of my other favorites. I think I've shared with you the story before, Cole, of uh, my love for red vines. Yeah. And I love red vines so much that I was willing to sneak in yard-long vines of red vines into a movie theater. And I can even tell you what movie it was. That's the amazing thing, Cole. This has become such a psychological thing for me, Cole, that I can remember for the most part the movies that I was seeing when I ate certain foods, right? Scientists say the more senses you engage, the more vivid your memories can be. You know, if you chew gum while you study and then chew that same flavor of gum while you're taking the test, you can improve your score. Really? So, What if you're horrible at multitasking, though? Well, just try to (laughs) chew gum and walk at the same time. And once you've got that down, then you move on to studying. But, you know, if you're you're eating a specific, like, weird food, then you can normally remember it. For example, I remember very distinctly going to the movies on my birthday last year to watch Escape Room with you. That's right. And I got a blue slushie. And I spilled most of it on my shirt and had to leave before the movie started during the previews to go try to wipe it off. This happened? Yes. I don't remember that. I don't even remember that you had a a blue slushie. I had a blue slushie and a pizza because that's what I get most of the time when I go to the theater that they offer blue slushie and pizza. I will normally get it. Yeah. I can remember on three different occasions sneaking in a clamshell of Chinese food. And I remember those movies that I watched, one of them being – uh, the Hunger Games. <laughs> so that <laughs> will, those two will always be linked. <laughs> I remember when I was very young seeing the movie The Father of the Bride in the theaters eating a king-size package of Skittles that I purchased at the movie theater, which is unprecedented. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say. Um, Maybe your goal should have been don't break the movie theater laws anymore and don't sneak Are they really it. laws, Cole? They're guidelines. I thought there were suggestions. Yeah. Anyway, uh, getting back to that red vine story, right? So yeah, we yeah. had given my father-in-law this yard-long tube of red vines. And inside this yard-long tube, there are probably a good 12 or 15 uh, or even 20 yard-long pieces of licorice. Un- so just one long piece, That's right? so much. And... We really wanted to enjoy it at the movies because where else are you going to enjoy something of that novelty, right? I mean, I'm not going to enjoy it anywhere, but keep going. Okay. So my wife was totally game for this. I couldn't believe it. She took the yard-long tube and she slid it down her pant leg, hobbled into the movie theater. And, you know, you're not going to say something to somebody that's hobbling into a movie theater. So as we got in to see Sherlock Holmes... We pulled it out, and uh, three or four of us were able to throw that across our little paws and enjoy it all at the same time. I'm just picturing Lady the tramp style. Everyone's right? sitting in a row with just a red vine stretched across everyone, <laughs> just eating your own individual part of it. Wasn't isn't that a great story, Cole? Goodness, I mean, yeah. I, I was more of a Twizzler family as I mm. condescend to red vines during the course of yours, and I remember before <laughs> our local drive-in theater put the official kibosh on outside food and drink. 
uh, uh, the simple Twizzler was my dad's go-to food to bring. And it, we weren't sneaking it in because it was okay. And then when they did uh, say you had to pay a little cover charge to bring in food, that's when you start sneaking. Not that I ever would have. Uh, sure. I know my parents didn't. They are law-abiding citizens. Um, but yeah, my dad's go-to was was a cherry Twizzler back in the day. Interesting. Yeah. I, at home, as I've already shared with Cole, I've got to be having my wife's copycat pepperoni and sausage pizza. It's a Pizza Hut copycat, I should mm-hmm. say. And I've also got to make my homemade popcorn. You can't go wrong with some cold Muddy Buddies as well. Yeah. These are just a few of the go-to treats. And I'll say, too, that uh, eating, eating candy at home is not the same as eating candy at the movie theaters. For some reason, maybe it's a psychological thing, but for some reason, eating candy at my home... Versus eating it at the movie theater, it doesn't taste the same. It's, it's just it's like candy. a foreign country, yeah. though. You know, you know how you go to Mexico, or if you've had candy from another country imported to you, that's supposed to be the same as it would be in the United States. You take a bite, and it's totally different. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's the packaging or if it's the amount of time that uh, it, it took for from the manufacturer to get into your belly, but I I think that maybe. Different countries have different taste preferences, and so... I mean, that's definitely true. There's some sort of ingredient that makes it a totally different thing. Same thing with eating candy at home versus eating candy at a movie theater. It just doesn't taste as good at home as it does sitting there in the dark movie theater enjoying it. I'm glad that you enjoy pizza during your family movie nights because I remember distinctly when I was growing up, we would make homemade pizza on Friday nights and watch a movie. And we had a pretty easy way of deciding who watched, like who got to choose the movie for about a year span. Every week, we just went through the list of Disney animated movies, started with uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is probably the first one, and just watched one every single week. And we just went down the list chronologically. And I mean, my parents' VHS collection is still very vast. And at the time, we weren't missing any. I mean, it probably got up towards uh, Tarzan and then uh, Atlantis and Emperor's New Groove. Right around there, we start losing some of them. But at the time, we had every Disney animated movie. We just watched them. Yeah. While eating pizza. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit of a confession to make. It's it's not really my confession. It's my wife's confession. But she's confessed it before, so I figure I'm safe. Speaking of food, and again, I can remember what movie we were going to see when this incident occurred. And again, not saying I'm proud of it or anything, but it is what it is. And it's just to help you understand how interconnected food and movies is, and maybe to explain why this is going to be such a difficult resolution for me. But living in Seattle, we went to the mall, which had, there was an AMC movie theater there at the mall. And we were under the impression that if you purchased some food item at the movie th- or at the mall, you had free reign to take said item into the AMC movie theater. Makes sense. And so I told my wife we had a buy one, get one free coupon to Dairy Queen, which was just downstairs of the movie theater. I said, I'll have a Butterfinger Blizzard, which, by the way, is the true and only Blizzard that you should get. Having said that, 
Butterfinger changed their recipe. It tastes totally different. This is a different conversation for a different time. Cole. I mean, I think now is the conversation for food, so I'll allow it. Okay. But anyway, so I said, I'll go save the seats. I'm not sure why I was the one that was going to save the seats, and she got tasked with going to get uh, the Butterfinger Blizzard. That's probably another conversation for a therapist. Um but anyway, I'm sitting there waiting for Avatar to start, waiting for my wife to come back with our Butterfinger blizzards. And we're seeing Avatar in 3D, by the way, which is kind of an anomaly for us because we don't really do 3D movies, which, again, is another conversation. So I've already identified about three or four different conversations that this has sparked. The most important clarification I need is, was this the blue James Cameron avatar or M. Night Shyamalan's avatar, The Last Airbender? Do you really need to ask that question, Cole? Probably James Cameron. Yes. Continue. Okay. Anyway, my wife finally comes back. I was sitting there waiting for her for quite a while. And turns out there was a little bit of a holdup at the ticket taker counter because our... Our uh, impression that you could just bring in another item from the mall was uh, was not accurate. And so she's carrying these two blizzards, and she's already had her ticket torn earlier, and she just walks past this teenager who is directing people where to go, right? And the teenager, trying to be the good employee that, that uh, his employer would have him be, right, says, oh, excuse me, you, you can't take those in there. And my wife, you know, who had just spent all this time getting them, paid for them, and she's eager to get into her movie, and I'm sure she's eager to hand me my Butterfinger Blizzard as well and enjoy her own. She simply uh, turned to the kid and said, well, my husband's in there waiting, so I'm just going to go. And she kept walking right past this kid and uh, we ate our Butterfinger blizzards as we enjoyed in 3D James Cameron's Avatar. So, yeah, confession. I, I feel a little better getting that off my chest. Good. But uh, hopefully you don't think any any worse of us, Cole, going through that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it goes to show you. I mean, if ever, anybody's ever wondered what would happen if they called you on it, this is what happened to us. Now you know. When they called us on it. Yeah. Well, Cole, all this talk of food once again has not failed to uh, make me hungry. Are we going to get lunch after this? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. We um, have to watch a movie, an episode of The Simpsons. I need to get caught up. Yeah. And as long as we don't go to the movie theater, I should be able to eat my popcorn for lunch. Sounds good. All right. Well, when we return, we're going to do a little panning for good. That's the segment where we dig a little deeper to find that nuggety goodness. Oh, I kernel nugget. I can't stop, can't stop thinking about candy and popcorn, Cole. But I'm going to have to in 2020. That's up next when we return. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. There's good in them dar hills. Jeff, I have lamented the selection of movies to watch in January for this whole month long, but now we are in the last week 
of the month. And hopefully next week we'll start the real movie season and start getting some good ones. But despite January's flaws, there is one specific event that brings out some of the best in indie movies. And I'm talking of Utah's own Sundance Film Festival that happens every year in January. Aha. Okay. So uh, any films that we should be talking about that are coming out this year? I I haven't looked at the list. I haven't been up there yet this year, but I do want to talk about one that I've just recently seen that debuted last year in Sundance, and it was Britney Runs a Marathon. Oh, okay. This is a movie, and and keeping the theme of resolutions and making yourself better, about a, a gal who is a little bit overweight and starts kind of feeling some of the effects that that has, not only just on her body, but on her kind of well-being and her attitude about herself and and her psychological uh, impact. And she starts to just over the course of this movie kind of clean up many aspects of her life as she also develops, you know, the good habit of exercise and getting out there. And she makes friends with people that she she used to think looked down on her. It, it's it's a really good movie about the perceptions that we have about one another and, and just the stations we're at in life and how everyone's going through something and to try to not judge anyone, whether you're judging them for feeling like they're judging you or if you are the one doing the judging, it's a very good movie of balancing everything across and kind of in, in, encouraging everyone to do a little bit better uh, around this theme of training to run a marathon, which is also no small task to set as a resolution. So sounds like a movie with some good themes in it. Anything that uh, that younger viewers should be wary of? Younger viewers should probably not watch it. it oh, it's got okay. some content issues, right? There there are plenty of profanities that are used toward it. And Britney's lifestyle before she starts to change is that of a party person. And the movie doesn't really shy away from showing a lot of that. Mm. There's no sexual content that I can remember. But especially for late teenagers or especially for adults, though, that are using this time of the year to try to start to better ourselves. It's no mistake that Jeff and I chose the end of January to do our New Year's resolution episode. Even if you've already seemed like you failed on your resolutions this year. And Jeff and I set a couple resolutions that we think we might fail on during the course of this year. That's okay. You can get back up on the horse. January 1st was just a day on the calendar um, and you can get back to work. Brittany has a couple setbacks during the course of this movie even where she has to just restart the goal, start from scratch and, and get going again. And I think that's a great message to have as well. There you go. A movie from Sundance. And Sundance, you know, those are movies that are or generally a little more independent and a little more difficult to find. So, yeah, Pretty there you go. Marathon picked up by Amazon so you can watch it if you got Prime. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. And uh, we can't wait to talk about some of the films that have come out over the year that Cole and I probably don't agree on. But... We're going to have to come to an agreement because we'll there can only out a winner. there can only be one, and uh, Rod Gustafson will also be joining us on that show. That's all up next week on Screen Cleaning. 